Amen. And something else we're going to be doing today is is reminding folks that this is their 91.5. This is their radio ministry as well. And so we would love for you to give us a call at 770-781-9150. Or you can go to victory.radio. So you can click or call and uh, let us know uh, how you want to give today. Uh, to invest in what the Lord is doing through this radio ministry, because it takes all of us to come together uh, to be able to to make this calling a reality on the air. Yeah, and uh, this is one of those days. Uh, every festival, all these traveling feasts, the ones that you're, you're supposed to, if you were living near Israel, you know, thousands of years ago, he would say, uh, this is the one you got to come to and be with, at it with me. Uh, I'm going to meet you there. I mean, I can't imagine a better invitation. Hey, I'm going I'm to meet you there. And uh, one of the cool things of this feast, which we'll be talking about throughout the day, if there's anything that's uh, a great theme, we, it's easy, Pentecost nowadays, you can think, well, baptism all experience, right. speaking right. in tongues. Oh, goodness, there's so much uh, more. There's so many levels. Every year, as I get prepared for every, every feast, God shows me so much more, and I'm just mm-hmm. thinking... You know, is there anything that he's holding back? And yes, every year there's every more year. and more and more. Yeah. And this year has been one of those where I've just been, how fascinating. But uh, on the financial end, that's one of the huge parts of Pentecost. He, he loves to pour out, and he's going to enable you to pour out. So uh, that's pretty exciting, too. So mm-hmm. let me kind of give you a bit of introduction. Talk to you about some financial stuff as, as we go along, too. Because if you want to get the, the theme of Pentecost, that is certainly one of the big ones. But um Let's go back, throw the, the way back machine here. Leviticus 23. These are Yehovah's appointed festivals. And a lot of different uh, versions will just point instead of Yehovah, would just put the Lord there, which mm-hmm. but that's his name. That's how it is in the, in the Hebrew Bible in the original. They, these are Yehovah's appointed festivals. The sacred assemblies you're to proclaim at their appointed times. So you're coming to, are you ready? From, from the beginning of time, God set this apart. Appointed times, this is one of those. He's set it apart because he's got a plan for you yeah. at this time. Yehovah's Passover begins at twilight on the 14th day of the first month. So that's like three, four months ago. From the day after the Sabbath, from Passover, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, that was the barley harvest. They offer, they type a little bit of it, and they give it to God as the, the first fruits. From that moment, you count off seven full weeks, count off 50 days, up to the day after the seventh Sabbath. That's what's been going on behind us. Mm-hmm. And then present an offering of new grain to Jehovah. This is the wheat harvest. Mm-hmm. I love me some bread. So these would have been <laughs> probably my favorites of the year. So that wheat harvest, that day of that we know is Pentecost, that day is tomorrow. Tomorrow evening through Sunday officially is Pentecost. Now, Goodness knows, uh, when you throw into all the different languages, there's a lot of ways to approach it. In Hebrew, it's the Feast of Shavuot. Now, the Ashkenazi of that is you change the T to an S, so Shavos. Uh, That would be more of the, the, the Yiddish perspective. Both of those, though, translate into English as weeks weeks, Mm -hmm. like seven weeks. So in our English Bibles, you'll see it called the Feast of Weeks. In Greek, it's Pentecost. Penta is 50th. Cost is day. All right. So Pentecost means the literally the 50th day. Nothing real complicated there. (laughs) The seven weeks or 50 days of counting is called the counting of the Omer. 
So that's what's been going on for the last 50 days. What's great about Passover, the counting of the Omer and Pentecost is we see their beginnings back in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. That's where it began with Moses and actually even before that. And then we see their fulfillment in Christ in the New Testament. So when you want to talk Passover or Pentecost, even most Christians can go, oh, yeah, I think I, I, think I know something about that. <laughs> but still, why should a Christian care or study about Old Testament feasts? We have Jesus. Yeah. So let's start at the source. Well, I go to the source. Jesus, his name in Hebrew is Yeshua, and that means Yehovah is salvation. Yeah. That's what the name of Jesus means. 2,000 years ago, Yeshua, Jesus, lived, died for us, rose again, and ascended into heaven. On the day he rose, I don't know what I would have done if I was been in his shoes, sandals, Jesus appeared on the road to Emmaus. Here's what Luke 24 tells us. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus. He rises from the dead. First thing he does, he got to run down to the disciples. About seven miles from Jerusalem, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, and it's, you know, about the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. How many times in your life have you been kept from recognizing mm -hmm. Jesus? Yeah. Way too many. He asked them what they were discussing that was making them so sad because they were upset. They were just, you know, can you imagine walking along the road after all that Distraught. happened? Distraught, yes. They told him all about Jesus and said, they told Jesus about Jesus. <laughs> they crucified him, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. To which Jesus responded, that had to be the funniest moment in the world. How foolish you are. You're so slow to believe everything the prophet said. Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then he began with Moses' teaching and the prophets to explain to them what was said about him mm. throughout the scriptures. Yeah. So Jesus shared everything about God's plan, starting with the Torah, the first five books of Moses, and then he explained all the prophecies. <laughs> this had to be a great walk. So he went from creation in Genesis through the prophet Malachi, our, our Old Testament is, is there. Later, when the men described the conversation, weren't we excited when he talked about us on the road and opened up the meaning of scriptures for us? One of the first things Jesus did after rising from the dead is to do what I'm going to do today. Explain where and how we can encounter him in the feasts from Genesis to Malachi. Hmm. Why? Well, for goodness sakes, these men followed him in person for years, but didn't know him according to his word. And you think, well, that's just that just happened there. Well, later that day, Yeshua appeared to all the disciples, did the same thing he did on the road. And he said to them, these are the words. So they're all scared. They're confused. They, this is the first time seeing him since he was dying on a cross. These are the words I spoke to you while I was still with you. I told you that everything written about me in Moses' teaching, the prophets, and the Psalms had to come true. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Mm. You see, he'd already taught this to them probably repeatedly over and over. I'm sure he's going, why you guys don't listen? <laughs> Their minds were only open to receive according to what they expected. Yeah. See, there have always been misunderstandings and disagreements among leaders and people from the time of creation to the time of the law of Moses, continued on to the New Testament church, the Catholic church, between all the Protestant denominations. 
within the spirit-filled churches, and, and on and on, and so it shall always. We don't connect the dots that, that God has written down for us. We just don't do that. Mm. The feasts are very prophetic and help add clarity. We want to encounter Jesus. I don't know what you think you need today, but that's what you need. You need to encounter Jesus. We want to know Yeshua more. Yeah. So the other big question, are the feasts just a Jewish thing? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not really Jewish. All right, so let's go back a little bit further. On day four of creation, God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs, seasons, days, and years. Mm. Now, the word seasons there isn't speaking of spring, summer, winter, and fall. You'd think it would be. But the uh, the Hebrew there is moed. And it's the Hebrew word for appointed times. Today. He's talking about today. On the fourth day of creation, he was hanging the stars and the moon in, uh, for today. That word is uniquely used of days that will become or are set apart as biblical festivals. Yeah. I mean, from creation he wasn't like making things up and winging it. This was from the very beginning. God set apart these days, 2,000 years before Abraham, 2,500 years before Moses and the law. These days have always been God's appointed times. Mm. This is in the plans. Zechariah 14 describes eternity on the new earth. Now, this is after the end times. Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the king, Jehovah Almighty and to celebrate the festival of tabernacles. It's in the fall. If any of the peoples of the earth do not go to Jerusalem to worship the king, I can't imagine why they would do that, but Jehovah Almighty will have no rain. So if they don't do what he's telling them to do, this is the remedy that will, that will come. So these are the eternal days, whether it's a millennium or whatever period. This is, this is after everything, right? So in the sense, we're going to celebrate these on and on and on and on and on on the new earth. Exodus 12 tells us, Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to Jehovah throughout your generations. You're to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. I don't know how much clearer he could make that thing, mm. but the actually the more important part is is uh, you shall celebrate it as a festival or a feast to Jehovah. You see, it's not a human feast. It's not a Jewish thing. It belongs to God. It's to him and for him forever. Now, I don't know about you, but I blow it a lot of ways a lot of times. But when he asks us to do something for him, well, I think we should do something for him. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a little bit of introduction for you where we're going today. 